Yo, today's QOD is great oaks grow from tiny acorns. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Tom Morris on the show today. And today, the doctor is going to share a couple stories about my own personal philosophy, which, as you know, is a Tanzanian proverb that goes like this. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. And this has been my philosophy probably since high school. You know, I don't think I've ever told you where this all began. When I was in high school, I was real skinny. I was like 150 pounds, just wiry, right? Athletic, but just wiry. There's no meat on me. And one thing that I'd always been fascinated by was bodybuilding. I was like seven or eight years old. We'll get up in the morning, flip to ESPN and watch Lee Haney show me how to do preacher curls and lat pulls and bench press and how to squeeze the muscle just right and all that stuff. Fascinating, right? Anyway, so... Fast forward, maybe junior year of high school, I'm flipping through this bodybuilding magazine. I'm sitting in my bedroom, flipping through this bodybuilding magazine, and I land on this page. And there was this young man, and he so resonated with me because this young man, he had my frame, but he had a lot more muscle packed on that frame. And I said to myself, oh, that could be me but that's not going to be me tomorrow. That could be me five years from now. If I work out several times a week and really pay attention to my nutrition, do the right things, that'll be me five years from now. So in that moment, I made the decision. That's going to be me. And I went to work, started doing my push-ups, started doing my, my sit-ups, got myself a, like a starter weightlifting set that I had in my bedroom, started going to the boys club. I'd be the only uh, person in the boys club, like lifting weights in the weight room, got to college, was always in the gym lifting. And let me tell you, five years from that day when I saw that picture, I had that young man's body. And it just taught me a lesson. It was proof of concept that if you just do a little bit, right? If you just get a little bit better, today and a little bit better tomorrow and a little bit better the next day and you just keep on going, imagine where you would be a year from now. Imagine where you'd be three years from now. Imagine where you'd be five years from now just with these little progressions towards your goal and your objective. So I encourage you, if this is a philosophy that you haven't been living, take it up today because That five years is going to pass anyway. Dr. Tom Morris is coming up. One of our old uh, coaches, uh, most of my time in Notre Dame, Lou Holtz, uh, is going is to be with y'all in a couple of breakout sessions. I think it is tomorrow. I love it. He and I, in, uh, years ago, did so many talks together for NBC Sports. And I've heard him, I heard him in those years tell the story so many times of when he was an assistant coach. He got fired. He had no job. He had no investments. He had no savings. He could have been very depressed. Instead of being depressed, he sat down with some paper and wrote down goals for my life. And he may tell you all about that. That's what goals for my life. 
And he just had to dream big. I want to be a head coach at Notre Dame. I want to win a national championship. I want to be invited to the White House. I want to be on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I want to get a hole in one in golf. Every big thing he could think of. One, I think it was 107 items he wrote down. I mean, giant things. He then decided to take the list to his wife so she could get a sneak preview of their glorious future together. <laughs> she read all 107 goals, then said the one thing he would least have expected her to say, Lou, you left out something. Why don't you add, get a job? <laughs> don't be afraid to start small. An ancient Chinese proverb says, great oaks grow from tiny acorns. Lou had to learn the lesson of the pre-Socratic philosopher Zeno. Zeno said, well, you know, if I want to get from here to the opposite wall, I can't just appear there. I've got to get to the halfway mark first. I mean, before I get there, I've got to get to the quarter mark. Before I get there, I've got to cross the one-eighth mark. Uh-oh, one-sixteenth, one-thirty-second, one-sixty-fourth. Oh, gee, if space is infinitely divisible before I get anywhere, I've got to go infinitely many places first, which is not possible in finite time. Therefore, nobody can ever go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> this is why philosophers have the reputation we have. Okay, calm down, Zeno. You have an insight wrapped up in a famous paradox you may remember from math or physics class, Zeno's paradox of motion. From every start point to every goal, there's a universally best strategy, divide, then conquer. If I wanna be a certain place six months from now, where do I need to be three months from now? Uh, where do I need to be a month from now? Well, what should I be doing this week? What can I do today? divide, then conquer. Daunting goals can become manageable objectives as you divide it up. I learned this from my best friend in junior high school. I was a guitar player. He was a tambourine player. I never thought it was possible to be a bad tambourine player. I mean, you just shake it, you know? He had no rhythm. He would shake it randomly and hit it on things, and he was a singer. He was such a bad singer, he got kicked out of a volunteer Baptist church choir. The minister said, Don, please serve God some other way. I mean, he was that bad. He would come to my house every day after school and say, Tom, let's start a band. You want to start a band? Let's be great musicians together. Let's start a band. I would say, Don, let's talk about a band later. Let's just play some today. I'd plug in my guitar. He'd start shaking the tambourine. My parents would get out of the house as fast as they could day after day, week after week. Do you want to start a band? Let's start a band. Let's be great. Let's, let's be bandmates. Let's do a band. It goes on forever. Ultimately, I go to UNC Chapel Hill down the road in, uh, from about eight miles from my house. He goes across town to Duke University in our hometown of Durham, North Carolina. His sophomore year, he started doing this like I couldn't believe. I can't be a great musician in Durham. It doesn't happen here. I gotta go to a music center. New York, LA, they're too far. Nashville, I'm going to Nashville. So that's his intermediate goal. I gotta get the money to get there. He borrows money from his friends for a one-way bus ticket to Nashville. He's gonna go and be great, become great. Uh, he, he says, I got to get a cheap place to sleep. He sleeps in the back seat of a used car for six weeks. Now, I couldn't do it for two days. He did it for six weeks. Maybe I can't surf in, to fame and fortune on the tambourine. Maybe I need guitar lessons. He took guitar lessons. Maybe I could use voice lessons. Talk about self-knowledge knocking at somebody's door. Yeah, please, Don, get some voice lessons. Maybe I need to hang out at the, uh, at the clubs where the good musicians hang out so I can meet some of them. Uh, uh, maybe I need to get a job at night so that during the day I can show the music companies the songs I'm writing. He gets a job as janitor in the Vanderbilt Computer Center at night so he can go to Capitol and CBS and RCA during the daytime. A couple of years pass. I'm at this point in New Haven, Connecticut in graduate school at Yale. One night I get a phone call from a mutual friend and he says, Tom, 
you won't believe this, listen to this. He puts on a record, it's a great song, a great singer. I said, what's this? He said, this is our friend Don. He wrote it, he recorded it, he's singing on it, he's playing the guitar. It's, it's like Capitol Records number 96 on the country charts. I said, I don't believe it. With no talented bone in his body, just by focusing on everything he needed to do, Don's got a record out. I gotta congratulate him when I come home for Christmas. All the old friends would come home for Christmas. Okay, two months passed. I come home, where's Don, where's Don? Nobody knows. Finally, somebody said, oh, didn't you hear? He had to stay in Nashville this year. Everybody's recording his songs. I said, what do you mean everybody, who? Kenny Rogers is recording one. Now, do y'all remember the late 70s? Before he started roasting chicken and doing other things, Kenny Rogers <laughs> was the number one singer in the world for a while. I said, what? has Don written that Kenny Rogers is recording? And my friend said, I think it's called The Gambler. Anybody remember that song? You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. That was Don Schlitz's first hit song. I think he's won eight Grammys as Songwriter of the Year. I was in the Opryland Hotel a few years ago. I met one of the most famous country guitarists, and he said to me, your buddy Don Schlitz is the greatest songwriter in the history of country music. I said, He's the greatest. It's still hard to process this, you know. And, and he said, you know how many top five hit songs he's written? Not just top five on the charts. I said, I have no idea. I think it was 56 top five hit songs for Randy Travis, Tanya Tucker, The Judds, Alabama, Mary Chapin Carpenter. He said, he's made, your friend Don has made so many tens of millions of dollars. He lost count a long time ago. I said, if that's true as a philosopher, next time I see him, I've got a question for him. Does he want to start a band? <laughs> This is the kind of person you want to be around, a natural master of that focused concentration. Now, y'all wouldn't be here unless you were really good at this. The great philosophers have taught me something though. Number one, we can always get better. Number two, we have to teach the people around us how to do this because not everybody is born a natural master of focused concentration, but we can all learn it. So never take it for granted. Always remember, whether it's your associates, whether it's your, your, your kids, whether it's your clients, and often it's your clients, they know where they wanna be ultimately, but you're gonna to have to show them how to break it down and get there. Always remember, a focused concentration on what it takes to reach the goal will take us so far, little things add up, which is why our next condition for success says in little things as well as in big things, we need a stubborn consistency in pursuing our vision. That was Dr. Tom Morris. His website is TomVMorris.com. You can watch today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called Tom Morris on True Success. All right, my friend, I'm going to see you tomorrow. We got Gloria Mayfield Banks on the show talking about being courageous and confident and making better choices. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.